0: I'm Charlie Taylor.
1: I'm Ben Carter, run hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture.
0: And I am director of The Fifth Element, where I highlight the fifth em- hip-hop, which is knowledge. Y esto está cavando en los digitos. Santaria! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? Yes, I yeah. yeah. I see. I clean with it. I was. I, I will. I will be. I will be honest, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I had to try that like four times. So you, you won't get it. Oh, what? But... You're not leaving the. You're not leaving that in. Leave it in, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm not leaving in all the tries, bro. That's disgusting. You think I'm doing that? I'm not. Tr- I'm not doing all that. Are You mad? Uh, Are you crazy? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> Spanish Spanish lesson over, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, if that's hi, a ben. Spanish
1: lesson, that's beginner. That's be- before beginner.
0: Hey, bro, I'm trying to get. I'm trying. I was trying to get the time in. You know, it's not. I, I literally thought about it like half an hour ago. Leave me be.
1: Okay, I right, tried. You do well. Do you
0: be... want to do intros from now on? No, no, you no, want no. Be try. Be creative for these intros. Dude, I, exactly. I, right? I listen back to those
1: intros and I'm like, I can't do this, man. I'm so glad <laughs> Charlie's just taking this <laughs> on his back because I'm I'm not involved in any of this. I can't do this stuff. <laughs>
0: Oh God. Alright, cool. Um how you, how you doing Ben? How's your week been? And what have you been blasting this week?
1: Uh we've been alright, man. we has been alright. I've been I've been actually really yeah. excited to do this podcast because these are fun. These are so much fun. I listened back to last week's and it was so much fun. Um Yeah. So I bought this week I actually got to, cause I man, I oh, I gotta listen to your list. So I listened to two of the, the projects off your list, but I also listened to four new projects. So oh, good. I bumped. It's probably the first time you've actually beaten me on uh, how many projects history this week. I know, yeah. man. I was I was on how it. Many this weeks. Week. I was really on how it. Many it this weeks. Week. Yeah. It was thirty-three weeks, and I have finally done it. So um, <laughs> I'm finally taking my the streak, role. The streak is broken. I was trying to take my role seriously. Um, yeah. so I listen to Little B's Loyalty Casket. Uh, and you know what? I love Little B's embrace of the true, the true early '90s West Coast sound because. On Black mm. Ken, which was his 27 L- 2017 LP, he like doubled down on the G-Funk era of production. And Loyalty Casket is just the caricature of the genre. Because everything Little B does is cartoonish. And if you're tapped into his energy, you'll love this project. If you aren't, you will despise it. I guarantee if you don't like Little B, you will hate this project. So I'm not going to try and swear you either way. I'll say that if you haven't ever listened to a Little B project, this is definitely not the place to start. No way whatsoever. Do not start with this project. Start with Black <laughs> Can or White Flame or I'm Gay because this is 59 songs in 3 hours and 40 minutes. Uh, Jesus so I, You know, look, I'm just letting the fans out there know that there's a new Little B project. It's by Little B standards, it's Little B. So peep it if you like Little B. <laughs>
0: Wanna say for me?
1: Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in this podcast. <laughs> then we get okay. to Tory Lanez's Chicks Tape 5. Now. Oh, good. You took one for the team.
0: Thanks. Bro, yeah, so I, I, I was did, debating it. I thought I might... Because there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of hype that day it released. I was like, guys, when were you lot in, When were you locked this into Tory Lanez? When, when was this?
1: Well, I thought okay. I was taking one for the team, but it turns out I, I, was, I, I was very lucky. Very lucky to take this because... Um, This album is incredible. Wow, man. But but firstly, I want to know how the hell Tory managed to clear these samples for commercial use. Because almost every (laughs) single track features a really prominent sample. The most expensive must be tracks like Beautiful by Snoop and Pharrell, Splash Waterfalls by Ludacris. There are two Dream samples on here. The Best of Me by Maya and Foolish by Ashanti. And now we're going to get into this because the original artists pop up on a lot of these tracks, right? And mm. Tori is just blacking out on them. He's just going crazy. And I wrote this down because I was talking to my friend about cuckold yesterday. And she's like, what's cuckold? And I said, this, okay. this feels like a cuckold situation because the original artist is just sitting on this track, watching Tori lanes, just annihilate their song and just take it and make it his own. And I'm like, when did Tori... i never seen Tori on this level before. But he's... he's I don't know, man. I, I can't praise this too much higher. And, um, you know, I've, I kind of felt like Tori wasn't mysterious enough or hadn't spent enough time building... Because, you know, these R&B artists like Chris Brown, Neo, Usher, The Weeknd, they all have this kind of aura around them. And I never really felt yeah. that with Tori, especially with mm-hmm. regards to women. You know, it's a big thing that these R&B artists are sleeping with a lot of women and they're desired by a lot of women and I never really felt that with Tory um, via his music prior and the skits on this are kind of geared towards that but man he he annihilates all these songs and it sounds so much more convincing when you hear Tory just going crazy over these instrumentals so Mm-hmm. I don't know I, I don't know what to say about this album except I love it. I really love it and I didn't expect to love it. Um it, Tori exactly. is very charismatic and he can sing too. So shout to Tori on that. Uh Styles P's presence. Uh it's just a really solid piece of content from who I believe is one of the most consistent MCs in just hip hop in general. Uh I think mm-hmm. that Styles P is probably the lox rapper with the most solo product. And to be honest, he hasn't missed a step. The thing I adore about this album is the intent behind it, uh, which is exposed by the lyrical content and a few interviews I've heard where he just says he loves rapping. And to be honest, it's written Mm -hmm. all over the album. He gets introspective. He looks back in time, looks forward, situates himself, gets existential. He grabs Griselda with Conway and Benny. Chris Rivers gets a verse. Um, And you know what? It just reminds me of why we create, and we create because we want to. We do the best we can, fuck the money, fuck the acclaim, fuck the awards, the charts, how many impressions you get. We just create because we're never going to stop creating, and we're passionate about it. And Styles P clearly is. You know, It's not so much about getting number one albums and stuff like that. It's just about he loves rapping, and he just wants to rap. And uh, I'm really grateful for it because... You know, the source tweeted this morning when a rapper's going to start rapping again. It's like, bro, don't you own Spotify? Like, Styles Styles P's out here, okay? Like, just relax, source. Just relax. So then, uh, final album is Clams Casino, Moonship Radio. And, uh, oh man, this album was so clutch when I put it on last week. So Clams Casino is a producer behind some... Really great music, uh, Little B, Mac Miller, The Weeknd, ASAP Mob. He's produced for Schoolboy Q and Lil Peep. Um, and if you wanna know where that underwater trap sound came from, if you start going down that rabbit hole you will probably end up at his doorstep. Uh, and and Moon Trip is Moon Trip Radio is like his an unfiltered look into kind of the sonic palette that he's been creating. It's downtrodden and sunken and The way that I described it, it's like you'd imagine it would soundtrack a dreary walk home from a London pub at 11pm on a Friday night to an empty flat, a tin of beans and a weekend contemplating whether it's worth making it to Monday and that was my mental state when I listened to this album even though I was in the middle of the blazing sun in Sydney and the millennials were running around throwing disposable income and avocado smashes and artisan donuts and i was just walking along just like feeling like absolute garbage and this album really spoke to me and uh i think it it's it's a really cool album you know it's very organic and it does just enough to either accentuate your mood or to spark it and i would recommend people listen to that project because the roots of what you're listening to right now with regards to just like that deep trap production can be traced back to Clams Casino so very influential artist and a good album what about yourself what'd you get into uh so yeah I mean I only listened to two albums uh this week I had about I had
0: four on the docket um I only managed to two um just because it's been a <laughs> it's been a sucky week to be honest but uh I, I, before, I go, before I go on, uh, I feel like you're, you're giving uh, Tory Lanes a lot of credit, as if like we're not going to listen to Ashanti's "Foolish" and now we're just going to listen to Tory Lanes' uh, version instead,
1: like for the rest of the time. It may have been, it may have been what I was, it it, it may have been what I said, and I. Stand it, it may by.
0: it may have been hyperbole. <laughs>
1: Bro, I think that's what you mean. To I say. swear, man, he killed it. He killed it. So shout out Tory Lanez. <laughs> La- okay. uh... Look, it's a great song. Okay. We've all heard "Foolish" a million times. It's time for the, yeah, and it's, it's a time. fucking classic. It's time for the
0: no, Tory no, no, don't stop. no, don't start. No, 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 don't give me that. Don't give me that. No, no, no. It's no we're Tory's not doing time. that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> They've had their moment. That's not what we're doing here. That's not. The, that's not the vibe. Uh... <laughs> that's not. That's not what we're here to do. Okay, that's let's stop that right up. there. I'm right, not fair fair going to disrespect the Queen. There's Ashanti. Okay, we're not doing that. that or to any dead. of them. Uh, Shout to Fabulous and all that. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so I listened to um, well the first one I listened to is uh, Medion's Good Faith. Uh, this comes off the back of my um, of my EDM phase uh, back in the day, and uh, Medeon's one of my favourite uh, just music. I, I, don't, I guess producers of all time. Uh, he's just he's just great. He's only produ- it's only his second album, uh, but the the work he's just put put out like in the limited time that he's uh, that he's uh, done it in is just. Uh, is just so clean, and this one's just—it's—it's uh, it's not as iconic to me personally as Adventure was, uh, his previous album from like twenty fifteen. But this is—it's a—it's a really good album. It's a really good uh, electronic, uh, uh, dancey kind of, um, and and a poppy tone as well. Um, but yeah, he's—he's he's just a—he's—he's he's just got a great vibe, the the a great a great sound that he has. Uh, it's very, uh, it just—it just hits. It just hits. Um, I'm not really. I can't I don't know how to get analytical with <laughs> with uh, with EDM or dance music to be honest. I just I just really enjoy it and uh he's got uh the fact that it's took him this long. Um it's uh it's 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 good waiting and it's a good and he did it well in terms of ma- in terms of like, you know, um not saying that I've got an album drop in and then take three years to, to drop it, you know what I mean? Didn't do that didn't do that uh that crap stuff. So um you know, as a as a fan of Medion, I thank you and uh, shout out to him and also listen to uh harriet which is the same which is a both, both name and it's a i forgot the let me let me get the names up right quick cause it's, it's actually a duo album uh two rappers uh just want to get the names right uh, demani and kosi and il camille obviously they're both uh west coast rappers uh demani's been in the game for a while uh, i think at least uh yeah but about nearly nearly about 10 years um and il was just well you know do we know Ilkamil? Camille? Do, does do anyone know Ilkamil? Mm, I've not heard. West Co- she's West. She's West Coast. She's great. She's 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 boss. it's, it's crazy. It's okay. crazy good. But um, this album is just um, yeah. I mean, I can't really appreciate it because the attitude I'm in the today. But uh, this is such a good album, and when I'm in a better mood, I'm gonna listen to it again because uh, it's it's just so soulful, alternative West Coast hip hop and uh it's just really refreshing it's just it's really refreshing and uh, the features on here are very uh collaborative in the way that they don't you know overpower but they just add like another it's just adding like some spice to the to the to the uh to the pot and it's just and that's how that's how features should go and it's is super enjoyable uh the it, i get like Tribe Called quest kind of vibes you know that kind of oh, chill nice um bassy but there's also a really distinct soul element in all of this and il camille and uh and Kosi are just uh great lyricists and uh they just they just when they come in you you just get they just grab your attention and but the production on here is just absolutely spazzy absolutely crazy i just love it absolutely love it one of my one of my favorite uh one of my favorite producers of the year, to be honest, might be a top twenty contender. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, obviously, that that I have to make a long list quick. <laughs> I think I'll start making a long list like next week because uh, mm-hmm. there's a almost December um,
1: now. Would... Getting
0: yeah, yeah, it. no, I I start write I I start writing it around December time. So yeah, I mean, I guess I have to start making a long list at least, at least like cut it down to like fifty because. I have to do science <laughs> because, like every every other week, like another top twenty contender comes through, and I'm just like, ah, shit, that's another one on the list. But anyway, we shall get to the uh, topic of today, which, as we all know, we are continuing our list of the top ten uh, albums of the decade in our own opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually really, I'm actually really enjoying, uh, people, uh, doing their own lists and. Uh, and people are switching up in different ways. Obviously, we've gone very uh, simple with it, but I think the only difference is. And I, I'm actually I'm gonna. I think I'll elucidate more of this on the lighter note, considering how I predict this episode is going to be like. Um, so I'm very relying on on, on how it's going to go this episode. But yeah, we are continuing our our top ten list. 100 uh, percent subjective, as all as we as, as I'm always just gonna say and say outright. Uh, we are going through numbers seven to five. Yeah, seven to five. Yeah, yep. that's I can count. Great that that D is coming through once again, ladies and gentlemen. Can't, god, put that work shout in. Shout the UK, you shout the UK education system. Work, gang, gang, out, <laughs> grinding um, it out. <laughs> 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 oh god, paying all those dividends, all, all those hours, all those hours. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, uh, before we continue, I think uh, Ben has something to say on it in terms of. Um, like a clarification, I don't know if you want to add something on that. Oh yeah, just
1: with regards to hip hop numbers because my list on this podcast is going to be different to my list that I've been posting up on Twitter. So I've been doing my top fifteen, well, hip hop numbers top fifteen albums of the decade. Now, I can't post up my personal top fifteen of the decade on hip hop numbers because my personal, which what I'm doing on this podcast, is not related at all to statistics. But hip hop numbers is a statistical account. So those albums that are going up on that 15, and I have explained it in my tweets, it's basically the albums that are my favorite to listen to, but are balanced out by they're also statistically very, very interesting. So, you know, Tetsuo and Youth by Lupe Fiasco, for example, is on there, and it's not in my list on this because it's not the album I listen to the most. Astro World for example is not on my hip hop numbers list at all, but it was number 8 on my personal list because there's nothing really that interesting statistically about Astro World, you know. It it did well commercially, but I don't know there's no angle, you know. We could look at him singing and rapping or whatever, but that's not super yeah. interesting. Uh mm-hmm. so all the you know for a good example is swimming by Mac Miller and that is super personal to me but also the fact that you know i think it was something like 75% versus 25% swimming versus drowning like that motif that he carries through the whole album is just incredible statistically so it's i know it can be a little bit confusing but there are all kinds of criteria for decade lists and top 10 albums etc cetera, etc cetera. And there is a distinction between Ben, the person, and Hip Hop Numbers, the account. And there will always be a distinction. You know, If you're listening to this podcast, you've listened to me criticize J. Cole a billion times. You'll never see me criticize J. Cole on Hip Hop Numbers because that's not what the account is. It's not an account that's going to pass judgment on a rapper subjectively. It's an account that's going to give you statistics about the rapper. So if someone asks me outright, do you like listening to J. Cole, I'm just going to be like, meh. Not really for me, but statistically, here's some cool statistics. If you ask me on the podcast, do you like J. Cole, I'm going to shit on him. So it's just, you know, that's the way it goes. That's life. You know, that's I'm not Anthony Fantano. Okay, this is not, Ben is not Hip Hop Numbers. Um, and no one's criticized me yet over this. I, I, I sound a little bit abrasive at the moment. I'm just an abrasive person the last few weeks. I apologize. But um, yeah, so that's just the distinction. These albums that I'm doing on the, the this list with Charlie... These are just ultra personal. I might bring some statistics into them just to highlight a point that I'm making, but the statistics are by no means the focal point. So yeah, I just want to clarify that a little bit.
0: Well said. Well said. But um yeah, so I I am starting to I'm starting to see as you go through your hip numbers list, like people are going like this album's next, right? <laughs> yeah, they're really getting <laughs> it. And I'm <into> like, <sighs> you might be, oh. might be shit I like that my guy
1: Forest Hill Drive has got to be on here right I'm like, ah, like the <laughs> the, yeah. d, the deeper you go the deeper
0: you go the more like oh, the more bubbling up in criticism people are getting it's, it's actually getting quite funny to, to see I'm, people, I'm, I'm people just waiting until it gets to like
1: I'm just waiting till it gets to like number one it's just like
0: ah you do this ah
1: oh. <laughs> People are doing mental arithmetic I'm waiting for the crescendo. People are doing mental arithmetic. They're like, there's eight spots left, so uh atrocity <laughs> exhibition and, and badass have to be on there, right? Like and oh then and then good Kid Mad City and then and I'm like, Oh I don't know guys. <laughs> oh it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna it's be so brutal. funny.
0: So funny it's to see fun, just watching it. them just going, This is next, right? right yeah, yeah. Yes. right
1: yes. You fu- yes it better be like they're just trying to be nice but I'm just waiting for them to explode at some point I, think I don't know when it's gonna be no it'll <laughs> explode at number four because they already know what the top three is gonna be when you get once you get to four you know exactly what the top three is gonna be so Fair they're enough. just gonna be Fair like enough. if the, if this is not the top three then you're fucked but you're <laughs> fucked because this is the top... Like, it's going to be hilarious, man. Like, shout out to yeah, the... Yeah,
0: you, fi- fu- you fucked up the top three as well, bro. According to some people as well. So, it's going to be funny. According to you. According to, um, it's going to be fun to watch. Anyway. Pop- from, from, looking it's, from the
1: side. It's, it's fun, man. It's fun to do. So, it's, shout out to you if you're in- interacting with me on Twitter over there. I love that, man. It's so much fun. So, thank you. It's all love. <laughs>
0: Yes, so let's uh, jump right in, and uh, right. we'll jump into another seven, and since I've begun last week, uh, I guess you should begin this week and start with
1: yours. Okay, uh, let me just get it up. So, Pusha T, toner. Now, I will, yuck. Yuck, I will wholly admit that I was... <laughs> did I get it? Was I good? <laughs> No, that was rubbish, uh, <laughs> it's just funny. All right. worthy attempt. I'm, not, intent, I'm but... not doing the intro. I'm need, still not You need doing to have the... You know what I mean? You just went... I'm not doing the intros ever, man. I'm not doing the intros. I'm, I'm <laughs> not... I'm not skilled enough. I love saying that. <laughs> uh, so, look, I'm going to admit that I was not a, a Pusha T believer before this album dropped. And I grew up on Hell Hath No Fury by Clips but I wasn't fully nice. convinced on Pusha T. Um, during okay. my time at Genius, one of the people, shout out Michael, I spoke to, he was a massive Pusha fan and I never honestly had the bravery or the guts to say to him, look Pusha T just raps about cocaine all the time. It's really not that deep it's really yeah. not that fresh it's not mm-hmm. new and it's, it doesn't really impress me. And mm. for the 18,000th time in my life, I was wrong <laughs> in a very, very big way. <laughs> So you know, I mean, this—I th- I truly believe that only one album from the Wyoming Sessions lived up to the hype, and that was Daytona. You know, Nazir we we know Charlie thinks is trash, and he put it in the garbage. Um, KSG was good. Hey man, it's on wax. It's on wax. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you say that. KSG, the KSG was really great, um, but I, I don't know that, that there was a huge amount of hype around that compared to. Uh, Daytona and compared to Ye and obviously yeah, unless you know, you're a Cardi Ye fan then like, yeah you know, it, w- it wasn't going to be it like pa- this, it passed it, it passed wasn't your test, it wasn't the bro. seismic event that that uh, a Pusha T album produced by Kanye was going to be yeah and yeah. you know blah, blah. In, in hindsight having listened to interviews with Push and just seeing how he surgically removed any battle credibility from Drake's entire career Pusha T mm-hmm. would have taken any result from Daytona in his stride, but to be honest, f- before it happened, it appeared that he was under a bit of pressure. You know, he was the leadoff batter, he was a president of the label, and he was kind of mm-hmm. hamstrung by Kanye coming in like a hurricane. When Push, you know, Pusha T already had an entire LP complete, uh, and and Kanye said, "Look, I have to produce the whole thing. I'm going to do the artwork. It has to be seven songs. I'm going to drop. Nas and Cuddy are going to drop." I'm going to announce it a few days after Drake announces he's dropping in June so I can lock him out of the month. And maybe, <laughs> can you throw some light jabs at him as well and take some heat off me? And Pusha T sitting there like, oh, sh- okay, yeah, all right, we'll have, we'll have a crack. But Pusha T didn't even blink, man. This, uh, this album is the epitome of cool, calm, and collected, calculated, cunning, and then just brutal. If you know, you know, it has now become totally iconic. Like, that is a... That's an iconic Still saying. Still on the regular rotation for me. Unbelievable. It's Infrared when Ugh. beat drops. Oh. Oh, Infrared only has three bars aimed at Drake, and that was enough to have the world's <laughs> biggest rapper divert attention away from his own crucial album to go jump and play in the deep end with Pusha T. Like, unbelievable, man. And there's plenty of reasons why this is the case. Like... Pusha T, it sends to another lyrical level on this album. Not only does he not waste a single bar, and we sp- I've spoken about that so many times, how important that is. Every bar delights and excites. Every single bar is packed with meaning, intent, with depth and knowledge. Uh, and the thing the thing that really I love about this album is he transcends this subject matter of cocaine so often. It's mm. almost not even worth speaking on how much he speaks about cocaine, because if you've gone through any kind of hardship... If you're seeking revenge, if someone's you know been mean to you and, and you want to gain vengeance on them, if you've been pushed to the edges of society by society itself, and then you turn around and become successful within that space, Daytona is for you. It's speaking to you. And man, this this album, like even Rick Ross slays his feature. Like Rick Ross comes through and delivers a, an incredible verse. And there's only two things I didn't like about this album was Kanye on What Would Meek Do. I, I just didn't feel like he needed to be on that track at all. Uh, I didn't, you know... Same way I, I felt that Push shouldn't have been on the, the Kids See Ghost opening track. It just didn't seem to fit. And um, mm. Infrared is, is not a great song. You know, it, it got Drake into the ring. But um, outside of that, I, I wasn't... I, I, it was a good song, but like I just didn't feel like it was incredible. But outside of those, you know admittedly minor quarrels to me this album will be a classic someday it elevated itself above my name is my name with just bravado and swagger uh he waded into battle on so many different fronts and not only did he win he just totally scorched the earth and it was just a spectacle and to 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 be the artist at the start of such a such an important five album run and then to be the artist that came out the winner of that just yeah it was a mind-boggling experience i um i love this album man i love this album so much
0: yeah i mean we have obviously talked about um this is <laughs> this is technically like the second time we've talked about this album on this yeah. show and the third time we've talked about the drake pusher beef and i won't talk about drake pusher beef because obviously we've basically done a whole episode on it one time go check that out if you want to know about it but um yeah, I mean, this album is just super clean. Ah, fuck, I said album. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just say it for the i I'll, I'll just, I'll just live with it. Just, just because you put it on the fucking list, because okay, like, okay. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't cheat on the fact that you put it on your list. It's not on mine. You know what I mean? Then I'd be a dickhead. Then I'd have "dickhead" written, written on my forehead if I put, oh, yeah, it, and, no, but put but it on my you, list. I see. I so, see where you're
1: going with this. I see. Yeah,
0: exactly. You see. Yeah, I've, I've swerved that perfectly. So yeah, since it's place. on your list as an album, I'll yeah. respect the fact that you've called it an album. Thanks, Charlie, for
1: respecting uh, me on that.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're completely welcome. I, I, f- I have a feeling I won't get that same uh, courteous, uh, courteousness, courtesy. Uh, when I when I get into my list. But anyway, we'll get that into a bit. We'll see, we'll see. Um so yeah. <laughs> Daytone is just uh yeah, it just it just slaps. It's just a perfect it's it's just a definition of the phrase less is more. Mm. Um the fact that it, even if you remove infrared out of the equation, which I agree with you, it's not like you know the best song of all time. It's it's, it's just, it just it served a per- it served a different purpose other than being a good song. It Obviously, served the purpose of uh, get, of hooking Drake in. Um, but yeah, the whole just from just from if you know you know. Uh, just it just that song itself is like oh. a. Is like it, if I if I did a if we did a songs list, it might be somewhere there. It might be somewhere. It has to be somewhere on that list for me because uh, I don't know how many songs in that in that list, but it's on the list, a list. And um, I just love I just love the the beat drop and the just uh, the code wording yeah. that I that I, I think I I think I said this on the Wyoming Sessions episode. I said like I still I still don't know some of the terms mm-hmm. used. And I don't wanna know. Like, no, don't it just to add, know, it just it just it just it it's just you know, I don't want to remove that mystique to it. Um and you know, we we equate that and you know, talk when you talked about um obviously your work you weren't in to push it as much as you are now, uh beforehand. It's just it's the same thing when people sometimes talk about uh, I guess uh, you know, oh, this this rapper just talks about money or this rapper talks about this. And obviously some rappers that talk about one thing can manage to evolve but still stick to the same program they've had from day one. There's not many artists that can do that and have done it successfully, but obviously Pusha T is one of those that have done it so gracefully and has still managed to keep fresh. And to be honest, is much more relevant that he was in Clips, and that's saying something. Yeah, that's because like, because Cl- Clips was fucking beast the beast in the in the 2000s. So like the fact that he's more relevant now, and obviously relevancy isn't you know the 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 the. Uh, the the thing that Pusha T wakes up for <laughs> um, in uh, in the world, but um, it's still it's still something and worth applauding. And it's because of this album that has just kind of put him into the stratosphere of like street respect, even more so the f- even more so than he was before, because he's just taken out literally the head the the uh, the the head of the the head of the snake, if you will. Uh, that's a bar right there don't there let that go. go over your heads um <laughs> and yeah it's just a, it's just a great it's just is a great it's just a great uh, piece of work um i i the fa- and even the fact that he did it in the in the Kanye whirlwind and it still managed to come out great and in your in 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 your words a uh, a uh, uh, probably a, most likely a classic in in however long you consider uh, classic status. For me, it's ten years, but for some, it's like five or two or immediate because you're a fucking idiot. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't agree with you more. It's a, it's a great piece of work. Uh, it just, uh, it really has just upped Pusha T uh, to a point that probably should have happened, maybe with King Push or maybe with My Name Is My Name. But it happened here and it's better late than never, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think the, the, the salient point is about the Kanye kind of hurricane and the the reason that Kid C Ghost succeeded because, you know, Cuddy took over that project. Poor Tiana suffered. Designer's not even oh, on f- good music anymore. Poor girl, man. Nas, like I still broke. feel sorry
0: for Tiana, honestly, I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean it was just not fair and, and now we're seeing so Kanye unfair when we're seeing Kanye just kind of I don't I don't want to say go off the rails I've got no I'm not going to comment on what the hell is happening right now but you notice that artists have gravitated way away from him but I'm not seeing any different now to what it was during the Wyoming sessions like it's the same Kanye but Pusha T came out of that with a possibly classic album and to me that's one of the greatest achievements in hip-hop music like that's unbelievable that he managed to do that it, it wasn't like kids mm. see Ghost* where it just happened to be everything came together for this project it was like it, it didn't seem to matter what Kanye did Pusha T was gonna come out with an incredible project out of that and he just did and that's incredible man so uh, yeah this album is just yeah I agree great album great album and that was Ben's number
0: seven Coming in at my number seven hey. to sound like a radio host. <laughs> number seven,
1: <laughs> huh? <laughs> number seven,
0: <laughs> number seven. <laughs> um, uh, mine is Prime. Their first out, their first, their first uh, outing. Uh, Prime, which is what it's called. Um, where to begin? I mean, so I w- I want to say this straight up. First of all, I personally think. Uh, beat for beat, song for song, this is DJ Premier's best production work yet. I um, I know that is I know that is it's hard for some people to think, especially no, I mean, if you were in the in the Gangstar days and you were fully into that. And yeah. while I have listened to all the Gangstar records, apart from the own, uh, is it the owners? I think the two thousand three one I haven't listened to that yet. I have listened to the classic ones, obviously. And obviously, uh, the more recent one uh, won the best yet. And I I, I generally think, once I listen to this again, obviously for this particular episode, I was like, this is crazy. Like, Stupidly Preem's production on here is absolutely top-notch. I it's can't hail him enough sacred. in terms of how... And just thinking about this, in terms of Preem's career, and obviously we did the uh, producer's episode uh, way back when, and... Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know if we did like a I don't know if we did a top five for that but Preem's in Preem's right there in my top five I th- think I, I I forgot it but uh, he he has to be in top five objectively because like if you have the three gangsta albums so uh, Steps Arena uh, Hard To Earn and Daily Operation. And if you want to add as uh, one of the best yet, and then if you add Prime and if you want Prime two as well, um, I haven't listened to Prime two in a while, so I can't really say anything on that. What's, so what's that? That's five albums right there. That's five albums, and that's not even talking about Prime, uh, Primo's, uh, uh, you know, work outside of Gangstar and Prime. <laughs> and there's classics in that as well. So if if, if Premiere isn't in your top five all time objectively, doesn't have to be subjectively, but objectively, if he isn't in there. Uh, you, you need your head tested. Um, and as for this album in, uh, itself, uh, I think Royce comes in with some amazing work for his self. And he actually, I think he goes real. Uh, I did, I did listen to his, uh, his work around this. I have listened to Booker Ryan. I listened to layers. I also listened to trust the shooter and also listened to a bar exam four or three. I forget which, what, what number it was. I think it was, it was hosted by DJ Green Lantern, but, um, Yeah, all all of those work. While they were good, you know, I enjoyed layers. Trust you, it was cool. Booker Ryan was great. This is just the next level for me, lyrically. And even on top of that, the features on here are undefeated. Undefeated. Absol Macmillan on one track. Bossed it. Dwele, bossed it. Common, bossed it. Jay Alec, Schoolboy Q, Killer Mike, Slaughterhouse, Joey and I'm talking about Deluxe Edition as well. Because, because what I love about this album, and I think we really underrate in terms of how some albums work, some deluxe editions are not worth it. <laughs> okay, some del- some deluxe some deluxe editions. I think most of them actually are probably not worth it. You don't find your favorite track off those. But I uh, mode two on here with logic. You know that was great. Doom and Fontaine on one track here, mm-hmm. Black Thought for Wishing Two, yes, absolutely wow. blacks out on that track and that Wishing track. Uh, d- uh d- regardless if you pick the common one or the Black Thought one, the beat on that it was one of my favorite. Is one of my favorite beats of all time. I love it. Like the, oh my god, it's just so. It's so raw and the beat switch is one of the best beat switches I've ever heard in my life. Just switching up to a completely different beat. There's so, it's not the same. There's two are not the same. And it happens all over this uh, project. There's so many great samples. This And, and you know, I'm, I feel like I'm hyping up Primo more than I'm hyping up Royce. And I do want to say that Royce is clean on this. But the thing that just tops it for me is, is uh, Primo for, for me. Um, and Royce gets the job done uh, from a lyrical standpoint, but yeah, this is the this is the best this is the best one one MC one produced album for me of the decade. Don't talk to me about Van Vandals. Don't talk to me about Pinar. Don't talk to me about I don't know uh, Jericho Jackson or Blue in Exile, who I did see uh, yesterday, and I'll talk about that um, in the lighter note. But yeah, this is just it's just clean. It's just super clean. Okay, Are
1: you ready? Bro, just get on with it. <laughs> well, I agree with you. In t- I agree with you entirely about Primo. I think that this album it could easily be an instrumental album, and that no one would be. It would just be the most clean, incredible beat tape. You know, uh, talking about Clams Casino earlier, that's a beat tape that he he released. Okay, Primo. You know, it's like up there with Special Herbs for me by MF Doom. Like it, it would it would stand alone by its, by itself. Okay. I want to talk about Royce because I believe with all my heart that Royce is one of the most technically gifted MCs of our generation, maybe of all time. And the only person I Thanks. really place above him is Eminem, simply. And I'm talking about technically gifted here. You know, I hate Eminem's content post relapse, but Eminem can just do everything. Like unbelievable MC technically. But Royce switches flows at ease can copy any flow and then turn it into his own. He enunciates perfectly. He switches his vocal tone up enough to convey emotion. I've never ever heard a beat defeat him. He spits along Eminem in his prime alongside him and out raps him at times. His yep. content is so diverse he can do shock rap one project, then deep socially conscious conscious rap the next. I have always held the belief, I've always felt this, that Royce would have been just as commercially successful as Eminem had he been Eminem. Basically, had he been white and handpicked by Dr. Dre, just those two things, Royce would have been Eminem. He is on that level. But he isn't, and he wasn't. And unfortunately, it's led to what I believe is an artist who never fully reached their potential. And f- that's the problem with Prime for me. It's just... I. Royce never seems to settle on a topic or a theme for more than a verse, if that. The The only thing he really settles on is sobriety, which is great, but I, he's not really saying anything. Like, the, the the line about him getting breathalyzed and then drinking the breathalyzer, I was like, what? what? What are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. And there were there were only a couple of bars on here that really made me go, oh, because I put it on the other day. I hadn't listened to it in a while. And I was like, because I, mm. I tried, man, I tried so hard with this album, so many times. I was like, it's, what? What is? What am I missing? I don't understand. Mm. And I bumped it last week, and just for a, 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 an MC of Royce's caliber to only have a couple of bars on there that I actually remembered that were good. The the one is, um, I came out of my mother's womb with a box cutter. I love yeah. that bar, man. <laughs> that was a wild bar. Like when I listen to that, I'm like, oh shit. But yeah, then there were just clunky bars like, I'm listening to Bon Jovi rolling, living on a prayer. And he was talking about like just because he was coming, he was drunk and he was driving drunk. Or, I'm so stylish, but I ain't talking eBay. No high-end fashion either. If you catch me by the runway, it's the one for the PG. I was <laughs> like, bro, what are you... D-? And then my next album going to be so dark and so fly, I should see the package. It's wrapped in bat wings. I don't know, man. Look, I think think he said it perfectly on the first verse of the very first track. He said, Marshall said that I'd be a problem if I get my shit right. That if is probably the biggest if I ever live by. Now, Eminem was talking about sobriety, but I'm talking Mm -hmm. about kind of what goes into making a classic album. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I just haven't heard it yet from Royce. And I just don't know. I I don't know. Like he, I felt like he was outrapped by every guest on this project, but only because they were only dropping a single verse. I feel like if Royce was guesting on their project and he was mm. dropping one, if he was dropping one verse, I think he would have matched them or maybe even outrapped them. But I just for I, I I what am I missing with Royce? I don't know. Mm. I I don't know what I'm missing with Royce. Uh. I don't, I mean,
0: I, I I can agree I can agree with you on all of those points apart from that last one in terms of features. Honestly, I think I think he I I think you have the I, I think when you when you listen, and I think this happens with you know this happens with a few albums that you know uh, when it comes to at that time it was kind of like a one time thing if most people saw and. I think with some albums you do some people do have tend to do that and i've probably done it before as well where like you listen to an album and it has you know one feature um sorry one primary rapper and then some features come in here and there and then you just some for some reason gravitate towards those obviously because they are so uh sparse and it and, and they only have one or two verses and i understand and i understand that um, but I guess this is just a form. This is just a you know uh, uh, I guess a, another another lesson in the exercise of subjectivity. That like you know when I when when you're listening when you're listening bars and I'm just like I, I I'm constantly thinking of the third verse of wishing. To be honest, I can't, I can't get that fucking verse out of my head. I haven't got it out of my head in years. Like ever since I first listened to it, I was like kicking the door, waving the four four. Shout out to Biggie on that one. K's in the floorboard, stays in the Wardorf. Oh my days. It's just it, this, this, this verse is slaps and it's not even just that. That's obviously just one verse. But I, I, I do I do understand where you come from I I guess on the on all them previous points, saying that he could have been uh where Eminem is. I mean actually I do have a qualm with that, because obviously Royce isn't too. Royce is a bitching about his mother, and you know, and all the and all that problematic shit that M was about back in the day. I don't, I don't, I don't, think. I I know what you mean, but yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be. It's not exactly the same. They're not exactly the same people, uh, so to speak. But uh, I get what you mean. But um, yeah, I I I, I agree uh, on some of those points. I don't, I don't, I don't agree on the feature point. Um, but yeah, it, I. I just super enjoyed this album uh, the first time I listened to it was like a f- first time in university um first year of university and it was like the first time I started properly trying to find tr- uh, find albums to listen to and I don't think at that point at that point the only time I heard Royce was uh, for like uh, Fast Lane 'cause because it was on like the NBA 2K soundtrack um so yeah and uh, yeah so it it really is just a special album for me just like uh, from how it was the first, it was one of the first times where I was just like, everything is blowing my mind right now. And I can't really, uh, I'm just discombobulated after listening to all of that. And, uh, yeah, man. And, and the fact that the deluxe album just is slapping is just great. And, uh, I, I
1: can't, I can't love it more enough. All right, man. Yeah. I can totally understand that. Like there's certainly albums in my history that, are. Uh you know I would say to people yeah yeah I and then they would look at me like what you really like that like there's some Snoop Dogg albums and that I would or LL Cool J's 10 is a good example like I think that album is perfect and everyone looks at me like are you insane but um wow okay yeah (laughs) man look But uh, but I'm the only one that's looking at you like you're insane during this P rhyme thing because everyone loves that album. So it's it's clearly my issue. And uh, (laughs) yeah, no, that's fair, man. It's a
0: a, a a shame you can't. It's a shame you can't vibe to it. Honestly, because I I just like I I, I just yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, look, I was super excited to put it back on the other day. I had a long drive home in traffic, and I was like, I haven't checked it back in with this album for a couple of years let me give it another spin because I liked uh, you know Eero and a couple of tracks off P-Rhyme too or Prime sorry I keep saying P-Rhyme you know, Prime
0: fucking this dude <laughs> oh, Jesus, this man. dude says six lakh
1: <laughs> hey come on don't, don't, don't just relax right? I never said that just, that's too far <laughs> but yeah man so nah totally I appreciate and, and DJ Premier totally I agree with you with production wise man objective top 5 so yeah Good pick, very good pick. I agree. Fair enough.
0: Ben's number eight. All oh right. wait, so Ben's number six. What? Oh, I can't count for shit. See what I mean?
1: Uh, bro, ah, oh, this systems let you down.
0: oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's, it's as if they didn't do. As if they they didn't like, teach me properly. But anyway,
1: uh, it's annoying, man. All right, nine no, yeah. nine no, <laughs> number six is watching movies with the sound off by Mac Miller. Um, okay. Let me look. I'm not. I'm, I thought I was gonna get super emotional during these, but I'm just in a shit headspace, so I don't know how emotional I'm gonna get. But let me just give a little background to why this album means so much to me. So in 2013, George. I was in an. I was featured in a news article on exercise addiction with two other people. One of them was a woman named Emma who lives in Orange, and she reached out to me after she saw me on TV earlier, uh, speaking about exercise addiction and male anorexia, and we agreed to meet up. Now, I met her one day towards the end of 2013, could have been the beginning of 2014, and we spoke for eight hours straight, and for the very first time in my battle with mental illness, I met someone who not only got it and understood it, but who thought and felt like me, and Emma and I are still really close friends, but honestly, that day changed my entire life to know that I wasn't the only one suffering it was horribly sad to know that someone else was, was going through what I was going through because I wouldn't wish anorexia upon anyone, ever. But to know that I had a kindred spirit in the world who understood understood what I was going through, it made it bearable. Like it made it, you know, I didn't feel like an alien. I didn't feel like I was completely by myself. Hmm. I didn't hear this Mac Miller album until I had that meeting with Emma. Um, and I was so underground and downtrodden back then that I probably wasn't even listening to music i honestly can't remember it was just a complete blank i can't remember that time but from the very first track of that album i felt like i was home it was like mac understood and mac knew and he touched the divine and he not only stared into the void that i was in but he was he'd fallen into it and he was in there with me at that very moment and the album is just to me a beautiful expression of darkness like he raps on the first track after Delusional Thomas uh, on the second verse. He's like, I'm still stuck inside my head. I kind of feel like it's a purgatory. And from that very first track, I'm just dragged into the narrative space that Mac crafted. He and, and the thing I adore about this album is he pulls no punches. He gives no fuck about sensitivities or shame or embarrassment. The depths that he plunges, dealing almost constantly with, the idea of suicide or drug overdose speaking on fully submitting to the demons and forces he's assaulted with is so rare it's raw it's unfiltered and as someone dealing with this mental state every single day i can tell you it's never possible to truly be yourself even by yourself because firstly allowing that frame of mind to take over is mortally dangerous you know you end up in the the streets that mac was in with suicide and things like that But secondly, you're going to lose all your friends. I can't, you know, I can't come on this podcast and and be the mood that I'm in because you're not going to fucking listen to this shit. Like, I'm just going to be depressed and sad and low and my vocals are going to be down and I'm going to be angry and I'm going to be shitting on everything. Like, you just can't be yourself. But for Mac to just be himself 100% on this album was just like, holy shit. And like, when I heard the line... I close my eyes before I crossed the street. If a car's about to hit me, then he ought to beep. You have no idea how close that was to my own truth. At that point in my life, I'd honestly—and look, this can get dark. I'm gonna unfilter it. I'm gonna tell you what the fuck I was going through. At that point in my life, I was driving everywhere without a seatbelt because I'd intellectualized this spiritual belief that if God were to going to try and take me, that I would go willingly. I wasn't going to put a seatbelt in between me and death I was like if if I have a car crash then I don't wear a seatbelt like this that's my time to go and I'm ready to go and um you know mac wraps I'm not into this conversation I've been my in my head for hours I'm out and I was just like every conversation I ever had was that for me I was like I, I don't know what you're talking about right now I'm just thinking about wild shit that's going into my head um the whole album is bro remember makes me cry because i just miss my youth i miss my health the way mac misses his friend objects in the mirror makes me cry because it's like this utopian but totally futile pursuit of relief from acute Mm. mental pain it's like he he was talking about drugs or love and trust me man i've tried everything and it's all unsustainable it's all unsustainable exactly how it is in this in this song it's like he's trying to grasp at that 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 beacon of hope of medication or drugs or being in love with someone who will pull you out of it doesn't work red dot music makes me cry because max Mm. sounds like he sounds so joyous throwing around these crazy bars back and forth the action bronson and then he just hits you with the sobering line of how to get this red dot on my head and i'm just you know, I listened to that song and knowing his past and, um, you know, his energy and spirit was just so pure. And, and Charlie asked me on the drug podcast, like how I knew if an artist was authentic. And I honestly just feel Mac Miller is the most authentic rapper I've ever listened to extensively. There are people in my life whose word is embedded in bedrock. You know, people who I would trust in my life and people mm. who everything they say i know is them and mac miller is just just that solid you know his his passing was just totally devastating because um like on this album you could tell that he was he was drowning like he he was really struggling and i always say this about the the when people commit suicide in their 40s and 50s successful people who i know have struggled with mental illness and mac miller didn't commit suicide you know it was that's what's even more tragic is like he had he he hadn't beaten this you know he hadn't beaten what he was going through but he was winning like he was swimming he was he was he was on the right path and then some fucking idiot decided it'd be a good idea to put fence and all in his xanax and now we don't have mac anymore and um yeah this album means more to me than i can even express on this podcast it's like just a just a very important piece of art for me personally Yeah, well said. Um, This is
0: actually the second, only the second memory album I've listened to fully. Um, The other one's Divine Feminine. And I think that's kind of an interesting, from where I stand, uh, in terms of what I've listened to so far. uh, It's kind of obviously a very different, they're two very very different different. uh, sides of the spectrum. Um, And I think I find the Divine Feminine more obviously hopeful, in a long term, uh, in a long term uh, way, and obviously, like you said, uh, you've kind of just put it per- put the words perfectly. And, and then some in terms of what this album's about and uh, what it can mean to somebody uh, is a, is a really great album. Uh, the the three track stretch from "I Am Who I Am," "Objects in a Mirror," and "Red Dot" is absolutely uh, like, one of the best awesome. three, one of the best three track stretches I've ever heard like the the beats are iconic i've heard them in i've heard them i've heard them in other places um but it wasn't to cuz i told you for one of them uh i like i think uh, lil lil sims did a song on one of her yeah. eps way way yeah. back and i was just like oh wait i've heard of this tri- I've, I've heard of this beat before <laughs> it was just it was just funny to me so um yeah th- those those three songs are icon- all iconic i think in their own ways uh, and just the fact that they come one after another after another, and in the middle of an album, is just absolutely crazy to me. But then, obviously, the whole album itself is just a really good um, uh, personal examination. And I feel like, you know, as a person, as someone who hasn't listened to Mac Miller extensively, like I said, I've only listened to like two albums fully. Um, I guess that's kind of the case most of the time, where it's just like. Um, here's what I'm doing and here's how what I'm feeling about it and it's just like you said it's completely authentic and it uh you can't there's no there's no way you can that f- you can't find holes in that in that logic when you're when you're completely authentic and when you're completely real about it nobody nobody can nobody can poke holes in in your in your logic and how you feel or whatever you know what I mean um you can't con an honest man, and you can't poke holes in an authentic person. You know, so this album is just a, you know, a, I'm I'm glad you put it on the list because, um, like, I, I haven't I haven't really, I've never had the motivation to listen to Mac Miller personally, um, partly because I just have always have something else to listen to, and uh, but. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you put it on here because I thought it was a worthy listen. I think everyone should, if they haven't, give it a listen because uh, I think it's a real good personal examination and you never know, you might find science worth relating to, I think. So yeah, uh, highly. I think, I think you really put it best, uh, to be honest, in terms of how to explain it. But yeah, it's a real good album, real uh, real good to put on the list.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a hidden gem too because Mac is actually really... Is, really yeah. he's, he's really rapping on some of these tracks, man. You're gonna, oh, yeah. You're going to be like pretty... His rhyme yeah. schemes and his delivery is is pretty freaking epic, and I think yeah, he's he got select. um, he's got some great. Does he have J L X on one of those tracks? I
0: think yes, he does. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I was like the J. I was like, who is this? I, I was like, I swear that's J L X, and it didn't have on the feature, so I had to type it up. So yeah, no is and uh, one of them I forgot which one, but yeah, he's on he's on one of those tracks uh, dropping a verse.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, rest in peace, Mac, man. Rest in peace. For sure. Uh, we
0: head off to mine number six, which is okay, guys, guys. Oh Chill. Gee. Chill. Okay, Why let's did you just put this as sick? Uh... guys, okay. It's Kendrick Lamar's Gookumacity, right? So oh, this is what? this is it. This is it, okay? So we're gonna be adults about this and I'll get more. Hey, to speak for more. yourself. I'll, I'm get, not more, being I'll, an I'll adult get more I'll
1: get more overall <laughs> a fucking child about this shit. <laughs> and kick
0: and I'll I'll get I'll I'll explain more uh, via the lighter note in terms of an overall sense. But yeah, this album is obviously amazing to me. Duh. Um, mm. it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, uh, just one, of the best, uh, storytelling, uh, well, one of the best concept albums of the decade, uh, objectively, you know, it has to, it has to objectively be in your top five, to be honest, if you're a hip hop fan, it has to be in your objective top five. And, uh, yeah, subjectively it's, in, it's number six for me. Um, objectively, it'd probably be like number two, maybe. Probably, yeah, probably most likely be number two. But um, yeah, subjectively, I was just, I just, I do really enjoy this album. I uh, don't want the fact that it's number six to
1: sway you lot. But don't, don't, don't focus on the negative. I don't want you to focus on the negative. Like, I don't not, want you, there, is, what I, there is no negative. Uh, no, 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 no. But what there I don't is no negative. You, thats the what point. I, I don't want you to have to defend. That it's six. That's what I'm worried about. Just because there it. are five albums
0: that hit me more. There you okay, go. Okay, good. That's, that's, g- that's all I can say. That's good, all I can say you. on it. <laughs> I agree. Now, can't,
1: yeah, I didn't want you to get down that rabbit hole. I didn't want you to get stuck in that because people would criticize and I criticize. But yeah, I, I was a bit nervous <laughs> about that. I'm like, I hope I don't Yeah, fuck there this there up. there are
0: there are five albums that hit me more in different in in a different way. Okay, now that's I fair. will say, I will say, if I listen to if this was the first. And fun fact about this, like in terms of my love of Kendrick Lamar, "To Vivre Butterfly" was actually my first album I listened to of his. Okay, um, it was I was in sixth form and it just came out, and I listened to it, and that was it. I uh, and uh, I, I, I I just obviously really loved the album, and then I went into more obviously Kendrick's back catalog, and then got to "Good Kid, Massey So I think there is for me personally, I think there was something. Lost in the fact that I listened to Tim Piper Butterfly before Gucci Matsy. I feel like if I listened to Good Kid first, and if I sp- if I spun that when it dropped in, uh, I think it was like 2012 or whatever, then it would have this would be much higher up my subjective list. I will admit mm. that. Um, but for now, I'm slapping it a six, and I'm completely fine with that. The five uh five uh, pieces of work I've got above that, I'm completely fine with, and I'll explain. My the reasons why I love them, uh, obviously for everyone. But yeah, this album's great, and I can't, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty much I don't, what what can we say about uh, a Kendrick a, a any Kendrick Lamar album uh, now? It's just uh, you, you <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to say anything new. But uh, yeah, the whole concepts, uh, just the way he just it's literally a movie, it is literally an audio movie. And uh, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't praise it enough. It's, it's, excuse me, it's one, it's one of the best of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, spoiler alert, like, it's, it's much higher on my list. Um, <laughs> So I didn't, I, I didn't prep, I didn't prep at all for this. I, I just wanted to hear what you said about it, but yeah, fuck, yeah, man. No, like, yeah, if, if, if you've got a higher, then explain
0: it for yours, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I totally understand when you say, you know, you, you listen to to Pimper Butterfly first. The thing that really struck me about this Album was I. I didn't know about Kendrick Lamar when, before I listened to this album. You know, I, I think that most was, people
0: didn't. To be honest, I think this was his breakout album. To be real, well, a lot of people and internationally, <sighs> especially. I
1: hate it when people do this and they're like, "Well, Drake put Kendrick on," and I'm like, "Oh God, uh, don't stop. what?" And God. they're like, "Well, he was on don't, that. Don't, don't, he don't. was on that interlude and and he opened for Drake oh, on a tour." And I'm like, God, yeah, but I don't think most hell. people heard of uh, heard of Kendrick through Drake." And (laughs) uh, I'm like, just, can you guys just relax a little bit? Like, you know, I don't even know how I came across this out. It might've been through one of those early singles. And um, I was actually driving a, uh, I was driving a promotional vehicle for a marketing firm I was working for. And I was spending a lot of time just listening to albums. And bro, Mm. this this was on my list and it just was just, I listened to this like back to back with Channel Orange. Um, mm. Because I'd kind of save Let's these back albums back. up, I'd I kind of save these albums up, and I I I didn't know much about Frank Ocean, I didn't know much about Kendrick, so I was like, man, I'll just I'll just put them on. I got eight hours of driving to do today around <laughs> Sydney City. Like spin, like spin. How, what about a day where you the first time you ever listened to these two albums, like on the same day? Yeah, oh, that's a man. day and a half, isn't it? But yeah, no, just, a, just 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 the top tier quality album, so, um, yeah, it's going to be higher on, on my personal list, but I'm glad that, yeah, I didn't want to, like... Because you know what people get, like, they get a bit vitriolic with if you don't put these iconic classic albums really high, yeah. and i I'm I'll, always... I'll
0: explain, I'll explain the lighter note, don't worry about it, it's fine. Okay, okay,
1: good. But the thing that I always find really interesting is, you know, people... Uh, both sides like they're critical of people who put these albums high but then they're not critic then they're angry if you don't like i don't know you can't please anyone <laughs> it's like you can't please everyone you can't even please anyone anymore so yeah, exactly yeah i'll speak on this album a lot more when i put it when I, it comes up on my list but um great album man great album for sure for sure all right Ben's number five all right here we go man least likely least likely existential album you're ever gonna hear is (laughs) I'm gay by Lil B. Now (laughs) did you expect me to say that? Fucking hell man. Nobody did when I when I when I heard this album was coming out, I was like, Oh, I see what you're doing, Lil B and and you have to put out a really good project if you're gonna call it I'm gay in two thousand eleven and you're gonna you know what it's like I mean he, freaking Eminem did that song the other day a snippet leaked of Eminem saying he was gay and it went viral so for an <laughs> a whole album to come out saying I'm gay I'm happy that's the full title of this album by Lil B you know Lil yeah. B's the first troll but still you have to come with some heat and I, I wasn't surprised of the quality of this project when it dropped because the first ex- spiritual experience I can remember having actually happened during rain in england which is Lil b's second studio album from 20 it came out 2010 there's no percussion no hip-hop beats it's just little b spoken word over ambient electronica speaking on like the energy of the earth and the deep existential roots of religion and meditative introspection and I use that as guided meditation. I'm not gonna lie. I was deep in meditation at the time and, and practicing meditation and I used it and it was very, very powerful. Mm. Um But like this is a dude who has a song called Fuck Kevin Durant over the top of the brown paper bag beat where he just screams out Fuck Kevin Durant and you're like, how did he come out with this? But like he has a he has a song called Fabio and he just raps Bitch, suck my dick I can't believe it's not butter I'm Fabio That's the hook That's the hook <laughs> What the fuck uh, is that? What the fuck is that shit? So, um That's some I thought sh- mo- <laughs> Most people thought this was gonna be a joke uh, But it wasn't a joke um, And there's some true gems on this, this album Like, the sixth yeah. bar on the album is Everybody knows it's easy to fail But it's harder to think Think twice or he mm. raps like, you better wake up before you're dead or surprised. Or, mm. get your point across without violence. Or, this is one of my personal favorites. If you understood what your mind could do, you would be uncomfortable. And that's just one tiny aspect of the album. Like There's, there's gems sprinkled throughout this whole thing. is existentialism, which I connect to super deeply. Questioning your existence, wondering what life even is. Like, wishing... You know, wishing for a truly meta view of society. And Little B addresses it on a micro and macro level. He can go from, you know, uh, he raps, the sports get money while doctors are saving lives. Nine to five, can't even pay the bills. We need to manage money for the builders and plumbers, the welders and purifiers. But then he goes to, I just want to know where I come from. The truth tell me before I dissolve. And then then that, then he gets into the socially conscious bars, which are really graphic but empowering. Like he raps, most people are divided up like it's apartheid on game. Um, or he says, at the, I think the one of the first lines of the whole album is, mental slavery, we're, we're hanging off the trees in the wood, like the hood, it's more than Martin Luther King fighting for a dream. And then to get to, I hate myself, which is mm. the way, you know, he's speaking on the way society has programmed African Americans to fight each other and to be mm. embarrassed to embrace their own beauty and their own selves because to do so excludes them from this entrenched societal structure. A little B, bro, I, how did he even do this? Like, it's so masterfully executed. He starts with the first verse, which is about self hatred, the second verse, he's like trying to resolve that. And the third verse is just he blossoms into just love and care and understanding for himself. It's just really beautiful. And Mm. the craziest thing about this album is Little B freestyles most of this. You know, he's well known as someone who just goes off the top. You know, he has a whole project with Chance where they're just freestyling. And for the majority of this album, it certainly feels like he's just coming off top or at least very close to it. I mean, I personally think it gives the, the album more weight and depth because if you're improvising or channeling an energy through you and this is the result, that's that's totally staggering. And um, this this album <laughs> this album for me, I wrote this, it's more than just familiar. It's the album that gives my intellectual and spiritual parts the permanent screw face. Like, I'm walking <laughs> along... And I'm not screwing my face up. My soul is screwed up. I'm like, oh, shit, he said that? And and he described... I'm going to leave it on this because he described the album perfectly with one bar. Uh, he said it about a song, but he just said, this song is depressing, but it's uplifting. And mm. to me, that just exemplifies the album. Beautiful piece of art.
0: Yeah, I, was, I, I said there it is because I was just like... Because when I listened to it initially, I was like, okay, this is good. I will say that it's it's a really good project. Like I really enjoyed listening to it. But I was just like, why this project though? You know what I mean? Because there are there are, if, if if someone like um I don't know uh, if if like Murs right for example did the exact same lyrics and all that and all that stuff right, it would be like a really great Mers album. But I think the fact I, I think the fact that he uh, freestyled it, which I was expect suspe- suspecting throughout it, I was mm-hmm. just like. I think he's freestyling, you know. This like, sound, sounds off the top, and I'm just like, uh, so th- the fact that that is, the fact that, that is what happened. Uh, in my in my mind, I've, I've you know, we 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 weren't there, but Not it right. does sound like he's saying it off the top. So I'm just so from just how I hear it, uh, the ear test. I'm am just thinking that he, he freestyle. Most of it, and the fact that he did do that, and the depth of like topics he goes into you know, this is the these these topics about you know, social apartheid and uh, you know, uh, 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 social injustice and depression and stuff like this. You know, these are these are stuff we hail many artists for. You know, we we literally just hailed Mac Miller on that front in terms of how authentic he was being, and now here comes Lil B with like you know, completely authentic. Examination of American culture and African American culture and politics and and everything in between it's just uh the fact that it all comes off the dome is kind of is very fascinating to me <laughs> um and this is coming from a guy who has listened to no little B until this album okay and I just wanted to state that as a f- state that because uh i i've i've always I've always seen him as that guy who tweets or caps all the time. And uh and God. that's the and that's the yeah. it like I don't like when when the um as a guy who's into the NBA, uh, Lil B owned <laughs> like a like a a few a few months out of the NBA season a few a few years back because obviously he was like cursing it like teams Lil and B shit like, and yeah. he came onto shows I have podcasts of Ben I'm like. Are you fucking kidding? You're getting this dude who bro, fucking he's tweeted little, tweeted l- something. Is real. Are you serious, like, bros? <laughs> see what I mean? This Base is that bullshit, guys. bro. I was so annoyed at that point. I was like, Why have I? Li- <laughs> Are you seriously putting this on? Putting this dude on? Like, come on, man, stop Base it, gun. please, I beg you. So yeah, the fact that he just invaded my my echo chamber of uh, of American sport podcasts and just saying like, hey, if if all all Cameron Durant has to do is apologise, you know, and I'm just like bro, get off my fucking ears, man. Get out. Go away. <laughs> I don't care about this fucking hullabaloo about someone, a dude cursing, uh, fucking Kerry Durant or, uh, uh, well, he, he cursed the Rockets as well. I'm just like, bro, get off. <laughs> get fuck off. So, yeah, um... He is just that. He was just that dude that tweets to me. But um, I'm glad you uh, again. This is this is what, this is why I'm really enjoying these lists because like I'm really like learning good stuff here in terms of like not just what you listen to, but in terms of what I'm missing. Because I yeah. feel like you know, there's always stuff. There's always stuff we're missing. Um, there's always stuff you miss. There's always stuff I miss. And uh, nobody's net is perfect. But um, I'm glad that <laughs> I I. I am glad that you picked this little bee project. Something that I thought I'd never say, right there, that right there and then. So, uh, yeah, man, shout, shout out to you, shout out to you. So it's a great project, and the production on here, clean it's fire, clean
1: it's production. Absolutely fire. Really like, enjoyed the production. On everything here. It's just, came uh, together. It, get, it gets
0: really soulful at the back, at the back end as well. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, that <clears throat> I hate myself. The flip of the Goo Goo Dolls song yeah. is um. Tough. Just wild. That, that does he song, produce it all as well? No, uh, no, 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 no. He does have a couple of production uh, credits okay. on, on okay. but it's it Clams Casino. Clams Casino's involved. Um, did I write down some of the artists? Uh, but but no, no, no. He doesn't produce it all himself, but he gra- he goes and grabs... Because, you know, if you listen to Little B, like, if anyone knows Little B, bro, this, this was just completely out of left field. It, uh, it's just everything came together in this moment, and... I have always gravitated back towards this album. It is such a beautiful piece of music and I can't praise it more highly. You know, I've got it at, I was going to say this at the start, um, from four to six. So the three albums that I have four, five and six on this list are pretty much interchangeable. I can't really rank them, but they're all just, just the level below my top three. But fucking hell, man! This—if uh, you have never listened to this album, if you've never listened to this album, uh, please go listen to it because it is just stunning. It's beautiful. It's just an incredible piece of art. So yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah. I. Uh, shout out Lil B. Yeah, I know.
0: I, I, guys, I know. Okay, it's a, it's a good album. But I, I know. I was surprised as well, yeah. honestly. When hey, I don't listen dude, to any other Lil B. Me, when he gave me this list, it. I was like. Bro, is that a typo? <laughs> 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 but no, nope, guys, guys, it's worth a listen, and that's coming yeah, from man. me. Okay, so uh, if you know what I'm about, then you know, it's, you know, it's worth it. But um, yes. All right, Charlie,
1: <sighs> what's your number six? Why are you American? What's that? Because <laughs> str- no one. Why likes you do? Why are you do an American Bro, host? Has anyone ever said, you know what? I really like that harsh Australian accent. Fuck Australian accent. We have the worst accent in the world. It's garbage. You uh bro, if you a... haven't
0: heard the Geordie or Scouse accent? Shout to, shout. Oh to no, that. I have. Heard those that. Those, are those are disgusting. Those are disgusting, right? So hey, yeah, cool. I think that's kind of fascinating, isn't it? Cuz like Americans some Americans find my accent OP. and I'm just like that's yeah, yeah, right. It it's, cool. Amazing. it's cool. It's cool. It's, right. it's English. I, c- I can speak well, so you know, it's fine. But um like when I when I hear a UK accent, like some of these are just absolutely grim. Like Cornish, South, South London Geordie man. Scouse, Sc- Scottish of Scottish of um, I've warmed up to. Scottish is not as harsh on the ears as it used to be for me personally. Uh, partly because like there are just so many funny Scottish comedians about. But um, yeah, it's just uh, Scottish. Uh, Scouse and Geordie are absolutely when they're super thick. Ugh, ugh, oh, it makes you cringe. It makes you fucking cringe. Like it's, you, it's
1: worse. It's the worst. I tell you what happened the other day. I was in so there's this thing in like that our version of that in Australia. Yeah where they say use, So you, (laughs) but like, so do yous want a table or are yous going to pay to... I was just like, how do you get to the age of 18 saying use, (laughs) Bro! Oh, so yeah, that's just a side note. but That's brutal, man. No one should ever say that. Too funny, too funny. Uh, uh, Intellect
0: intellect rankings over. (laughs) We should get to my uh, final one of the episode. And it is Master Aces The Falling Season. So here's here's my background on most days. So I've been a big uh, Big Daddy Kane fan for for a while. Um, I love. I, I think he's power for power one of the greatest rappers to ever live. Um, like his freestyling is always at a ten. His lyricism's at a ten. He revolutionised the game along with Rakim. Like them two literally just raised the whole game of hip hop rap in by themselves. Like with with the work they pushed out. Um, in the '80s, and um, when it obviously uh, when it came to Big Daddy Kane, he was obviously a member of the Juice Crew, and Master Ace was a member of the Juice Crew. So when I went to see uh the Juice Crew uh a couple of years ago now in uh, Kentish Town, uh it was it was a uh, Kane cool G Rap uh was Master Ace there? I don't think he was, you know. Days wasn't there. Uh, Craig G and Roxanne Chanté was hosting, um, and I really enjoyed my night. Um, I thought I fortunately had to leave early because I didn't really. Because here's, here's a factoid about just London uh, nightlife. Um, most of the time, you had the the show usually ends at like eleven for most places. That's usually the general curfew. Um, but I guess some shows and club nights, obviously, some of them can go on to longer. And I didn't know that this was going on till 2am, so I had to leave at 11, and I miss Big Daddy Kane, and I miss Call cool G Rap, which is an absolute piss take, and I'm and I'm forever angry about. Oh, MC Shan was there, that was the other one, there you go, I knew I was missing another one, so I saw MC Shan, I saw Craig G and Roxanne was hosting, I miss Big Daddy Kane, and I miss Call cool G Rap, but then I, when I got home uh, a few days, uh, was it a few days ago? I don't know. I got home at some point, and uh, and uh, I got into Master Ace afterwards, just be- just simply because I just felt like I thought I thought I'd, you know I have some time. I'll get my knowledge up. Uh, I'll get I'll get my knowledge up in terms of uh, these people's music, and then I got into Master Ace, and uh, I initially started on the Falling season, um, simply because it was the album. It was just it just dropped recently. Uh, at that time, and uh, uh, and I just thought, why not? No point starting at the beginning. Why not go backwards, like a like a like a like I do? Um, and I after listening to Falling Season, and also listening to uh, his uh, more classical uh, uh, works, uh, Disposable Arts, and. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, long, long, long hot summer, something like that. Oh, I forgot what it's called uh, specifically, um, but you, you guys know it's like him sitting on the sitting on the staircase, iconic album cover. And um, so when I listen to those two albums, I don't think I wouldn't have put this album on the list if I didn't listen to uh, uh, Summer and uh, Disposable Arts, because when I when I listen to those. And this was about a year year or two after I listened to The Falling Season. Once I listened to those, I appreciated this album even more. Because the fact that Master Ace, a hip-hop artist whose prime, you know, um, objectively, his prime was the 90s. um, With like Master Ace Incorporated and also those two classic uh, storytelling albums. The fact that he's come through now... With the falling, not just the falling season now, he's also have a a Brooklyn story that he did with Marco Polo. Highly, highly uh, advise you guys listen to that. Very great album. Um, The fact that he's still doing as good work as he used to from 20 years ago is absolutely amazing to me. And this has nothing to do with, uh, what I'm going to say next is it has nothing really to do with the album itself, but the fact that he has MS as well. And I saw him live uh, earlier this year. He is so energetic on that stage; it actually puts some artists to shame. If you don't know what MS is, it's um, multiple sclerosis, and it's basically like a you know it eats. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it, but basically, your body deteriorates. Um, it's it's kind of like dementia, disease. but body-wise, something yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you can correct me on that if I if I'm being very basic about it. But um, yeah, it, it, he has to he has to like constantly work out and just like keep and keep his body up, basically, and. All of these things have just culminated into why I think this album is so amazing to me and so great on, and is and I'm so happy to have it on this list because the storytelling on here alone, and I haven't even gotten into that, the fact that I'm the fact that I personally love to write stories and I love to write scripts and stuff like that, and the fact that this dude's done it over an album, talking about him moving her uh, moving uh, out of the um. Moving to another place in New York that seems totally new to him, and getting to know this Italian American dude who's been in school for—he's been kept back like bad <laughs> years—and yeah. then he's what talking, you, ab- really and he's talking things. about uh, uh, you know uh, the bus driver and talking about his mother and talking about his talking about school. <sighs> I, I I really I really love this album for the storytelling aspect of it and also for just Master Race's story, and his career so far, um, it just all culminates into this, and it all comes, and it all boils up into this crescendo of why I called it, of, of why I put this album in, uh, into this pedestal that I've put it in, um, I just, I just really love this album, and I will shout out two particular songs, uh, Gloria Esther, uh, <laughs> Uh, not Gloria Estefan. Uh, Juanita Estefan or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Juanita yeah, yeah, yeah. Estefan. Uh, need Estef- Estefan. My God, that album is so... That the that, that song is so great. Because um, we, we have all had... We have all had a Juanita Estefan. We all have had one of those. in high, When you're in high school uh, and you just see this girl and you're like, Jesus. Like, she is number one right now. <laughs> and, you know, for me personally, my Juanita is... She's she's not one eater. <laughs> she's not one eater anymore. <laughs> she Shout did her not, out. Uh, she no no no. She ain't it. She ain't it anymore. Shout <laughs> I, it out. I, I completely regret having her as one eater in, <laughs> now. Hey, I, no. I, I, I regret my crush. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have all had those, and those are relatable. Um, and they don't no, have to be a dude for that. You know, there are there are girls that have crushes on dudes as well from high school. Um, I think it's very relatable to other people. And the one song that I just put this. If and again, if I did like a, a list of the decade, uh, a, a songs of the decade, young black intelligent, mm. with uh Pav Bundy and Chuck D doing spoken word, Chuck mm. D doing spoken word. I'll say that once more. Chuck D doing spoken word. <laughs> mm. I fucking love that song, bro. Like it hits me so hard in the chest. Um, it, it, I can't, I can't praise that particular song anymore, uh, any, any higher. And yeah, this album is just, uh, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. Um, from a storytelling standpoint, from it's just a a generally fun kind of movie. Again, in the same way, Good Kid, Mad City was. Obviously, not as fun, uh, more uh, dramatic. But um, yeah, man, this is just a clear as day. You get a clear as day picture when you listen to this album, and. Uh, you know that's just that's just perfect. That's just great storytelling, and not many artists can do that. Not many hip. Not many hip hop artists can do that. A lot of them really do try, it. and uh, some of them fall off the mark. But um, the fact that Master Ace has been doing this for all these years, and in my opinion, this is his best. <sighs> that's just that's just that's just. That, I I don't, I don't know what that is. That's just amazing to me.
1: It really is. Yeah, man. I, they're very well said. This album. I'm so glad again this this great list that we're going through and I get to sit down and immerse myself in the the story of this because you know the skits through really threw me back to a time when I was genuinely interested in the narrative of an album and yeah. I think skits have become outdated or even irrelevant nowadays in the content it's, era. It's a lost art honestly it's a lost art. Well, it's going to be even more lost because now we've got people just grabbing their favorite songs off albums. Like you've got 20 song albums, but yeah. this is a 20 or I don't know how many songs, but it's quite a lot. It's quite long, but the it's skits really, 15, yeah. yeah, the skits, skits really um, pull the narrative along. And mm-hmm. uh, when we got to Coronation, mm. it was actually like a really, it, it, I finally understood. I finally understood my experience with graduating high school and going to university because for me that was like the scariest and the most uplifting song i'd heard in a long time because it actually situated my formative experience of leaving high school and i never knew it at the time but high school graduation truly was just the beginning because you know so much emphasis was placed on our final exams and it felt like my whole life was based on that one exam and when i succeeded I genuinely felt Ace's words, like, I I could achieve, I could do anything, I, I was gonna, I didn't know where I was gonna be, but I knew that I could do it, um, and I wish I'd had that song when I was 18, to be honest, like, it really would have, um, I would, yeah, it would have been amazing, but in the end, it kind of turned out to be a bust for me, and I transitioned <laughs> into the adult world, and the stress of being an adult, this is the other side of it. You know, the stress of being adult yeah. sparked some mm. defective part of my brain chemistry and mm. sent me downwards. But, um, when I listened to this album through that filter, especially the skits, I genuinely missed my own wide eyed innocence, uh, of just like growing up and and learning and progressing. But outside yeah. of that, like, what are just the brilliant, what are just, yeah, a brilliant th- cinematic experience that album was, you know, everything, was tight and set the tone the skits were great i honestly i think that the story writing and the storytelling of this 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 album is just totally top tier i was genuinely interested in what was happening and and where the mm-hmm. protagonist was going and what, how he would progress and the italian guy who's been in school for five years like i loved all <laughs> that shit man i freaking loved all that stuff and you know it's just I uh, Great album, really, really, really top quality album. I would just recommend everyone go out there and you're going to listen to it all the way through, man. You're not going to, you're going to get dragged into the narrative. It's like watching a movie. It's, yeah, great piece of music.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: Um, and one note on Juanita
0: and actually uh, pays homage to a Benita Applebum. Uh, which is one of my whole tribe songs. I would
1: hope that people picked up on that. Like, that I, was I the really, point, yeah, right?
0: yeah. If you, if you guys needed me to say that, um, that's a bit disappointed, but um, yeah, I just that that just little wrinkle as well. is why it's probably why I enjoy that song as well. It's just uh you know, that was that was quite a nice uh, little homage. But yeah, no, nah, yeah, it's this. I I said what I could say. It's just a uh, great album. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just a great, great album, album, and it really fits my. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I guess. Uh, from the relation from high school to uh, uh, uh to university for me, um, it was very different. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of failure along the way, so um, yeah, I, I guess in that way I couldn't relate to it. But in terms of just like I just appreciate the story building, um, just from a professional standpoint, and yeah, I just uh, you know, I I do look for those kind of albums. I still do, um, and they get rarer and rarer. But uh, yeah, man, this is just it's a gem, absolute gem. <laughs> yeah great album great album all right so ladies and gentlemen that is the that is our uh albums of the decade from seven to six um if for some reason you haven't listened to the previous episodes um uh go watch the go listen watch go listen to those as well I, obviously i still um, gotta
1: go i still gotta promo that on my ig i apologize i haven't done that yet i gotta do that
0: <gasps> how dare you um <laughs> uh, yeah, so. uh uh, that, that'll be that'll be uh, worth listening to. So next week we are getting into four, three, and two, and then the week after that we will get into our number one uh, albums of the decade. So um, I mean, if you haven't, <laughs> I, I don't I don't really understand why you guys would uh, stop listening now. So um, uh, it's, you like, got to keep important. going, man. Doing that. You, gotta, you might you might as well keep listening. So <laughs> you, you might, might as well, as well, well stay man. hooked for the next uh, couple of weeks. I'll tell you uh, what next yeah.
1: week's going to be super interesting because I got some stuff to say. I got some some I I am I'm, I'm super I was interested this week. I'm going to be very interested next week because I didn't want you to get into the good kid mad city and like why it's so low. <laughs> but there is an album that's popped up on my list that does not pop up on Charlie's list and I need an explanation about this. I've been, uh, it's been I've been losing sleep over it. Like well,
0: wait, wait let me let me get let me get up your list. Oh, oh bro. right! It's the oh, album. Okay. It's the
1: album. Like how Okay, do... yeah. The All right, album. Sure. The album. Like sure. ha... get up, my. Let me get up with this. Like well... if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pissed.
0: So funny enough, this is actually part of my lighter note, um, which I'll okay, just jump into. into this is the th- this is the thing, isn't it? I love. This is why I really I want to get really philosophical about why I've. You know why I keep pushing the fact in the past two episodes that these are 100 percent subjective. Because even though I say that, and even though Ben can fully respect it, he still can't get past the fact <laughs> of some of my picks and some of my omissions. I fucking love it, and it really just adds to this. Um, I guess social experiment that I'm trying that I'm that I'm doing with this uh, overall uh, in terms of doing this uh, in terms of doing these uh, this series of uh, our decade list. I just love the I just love the concept of subjectivity. I really do because we always do it. Like we always, we always, we we never. Sub, objectivity is so fucking rare. <laughs> like true objectivity is so rare. Um, and I think we have talked about that in one particular uh, in a particular episode. I forget which, but I think we Maybe the critic episode, like episode yeah, it was two. A episode. No, was a, yeah, episode. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? The critic episode, yeah. episode two. Jeez, that's a throwback. Go back to that if you want to listen to that. That, that was, was a wild. great episode. But um, yeah, I just find it so interesting that even though we all know what subject, excuse me, what subjectivity is and <laughs> and what it means. And when I say 100% subjectivity, you guys know what it means. But people just can't help but going, oh, what about this? Yeah, <laughs> just having this absolute moan fest. And it's funny, we only do it in music, I've noticed. Like if I do, t- if I gave you, let me give you right now, my top ten films of all time, right? Hundred percent subjective, again. But huh? I d but what? I feel like when I say them, like you're just gonna be fine with it. I don't know why. And I'm just gonna this is a live test, but are you fine with this? On the face. Just on the face. Just you know, just, just completely, just completely blank blank stare. Right? So I have Coach Carter um, The Shawshank Redemption, La Creed, The Warriors, Fruitvale Station, Social Network, 48 Hours, Moonlight, and Fight Club. Right.
1: Immediate Good reaction. List. Good list. Decent, decent Good list, man. Like f- Social Network, I like that. That's yeah. I got no okay. issues. Okay. See, with
0: see, that see, list. see. You found the positives in it because you, did, you, you, <sighs> you didn't. You not even bother. You didn't even bother looking to negatives. Exactly. Well played. Well so played. So I find I, it, I find it yeah. so interesting that when I give you my films, you're like. Social Network. That's a great film. I really love that film. You don't you, you don't talk about possible de- de- negatives negatives. You don't get bogged down in negatives. That's a great. But when point. someone mentions their like top ten albums of the year or their or their go album or their go artist, I just find it how funny in music could get so it can get so tribal. I, I I do find it really fascinating, and I get really tribal with um, uh, with uh, TV shows and films as well. But that's because I'm just a I guess a TV and film graduate. Flex, but um, you know, it's 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 funny. I it's, it never it always happens in music, always happens in music without fail. Regardless if you say subjectivity or not, uh, regardless if you qualify it as that, people still want to poke holes. and I just find it so fucking fascinating, and I'm glad you yes. and I'm glad you you passed my experiment on that particular part. And proved yeah, part. It was,
1: that's really interesting. That was a behavioral experiment. I didn't even know that was coming. Charlie just said to me, "I've got a great lighter note." Um, and I, that's what. Oh, you, that's soon that's soon part one, said... bro. <laughs> Okay, but as soon as you said that list, you know, I I don't know a couple of movies on that, and there's probably a couple of movies in there I wouldn't put on there. But it yeah. certainly wasn't me going. Well, how could you leave off X? Or yeah, well, how could exactly. you leave off Y? It's but like that's the
0: thing. There are so many films. Like we just we're just fine with it because there are so many films. There are so many genres and stuff like that. You just live with it. And I feel like if probably if we did like um if we did all genres right instead of just hip hop, I feel like this um. This tribalism would be a little bit less because uh, ju- just to, just to, just to say right. If I want, I want to ask you this right quick. Like, if if we did all genres, how many of these albums would be on here still? Um, for me, just off the top of your head, just uh, just not locking it in, but just estimate. Probably four. Yeah, probably four, three yeah, or I'll four pro- of them. I'll, yeah, I probably say I probably say the same. So it, I, I just find it I just find that interesting. Maybe that it'll be because. I think in that case, because if it was so um, widespread, like there would be just there would be just like albums where I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I listen to it. So I get I get why you like it. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but yeah, it's but it's just fine. I just find that fascinating. I think because it's just hip hop. Um, obviously, we well, there's no such thing as an expert. I th- I think in most uh, cases, but um, you know, we're, we're knowledgeable. Um, but uh, it's just uh, I just I just find it real fascinating. I'm 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 lucky. Guess the that you, uh, you, hmm. <laughs> you proved my didn't. social
1: experiment on the dot. <laughs> the thing that I find most interesting about hip hop numbers is when I first started the account and first started doing these pieces. It was because I was angry at all the subjectivity I saw in music journalism, and I'm like, look, mm-hmm. it, subjectivity is really fun. it's great. You know, it's 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 what makes music. It's you know, it doesn't exist without yeah, what subjectivity. makes art as well. Yeah so but what what i wanted to do was to bring facts to back up my opinions because i had no trust Mm -hmm. equity when i was working like when i was writing no one who cares what i think but if i bring some facts to back it up then all of a sudden you're like oh, okay i see where you're coming from now what i've noticed is that a lot of the time people don't give a shit about statistics even if they're disproving that person's subjective opinion it's like Oh, yeah, I, you know, for example, a good example, and, and I have to go to the the outskirts of of the fandoms, but when I started posting up some numbers about Cardi after Nicki Minaj went on that random rant about how there's payola, and I would post up, like, hard billboard statistics, and people would genuinely say to me, that's not real because it's payola. So they've, they're introducing their own subjective criteria oh. into a, a, an objective statistic. They're like, well, we don't count that we don't believe in that number because she had to suck a dick to get it and i'm like uh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you talking about and that's that's at the extreme end but at the positive yeah. end has been this list that i've been doing on hip-hop numbers we've had some incredible discussions and you know people get pretty a little bit heated sometimes when their album is on a, isn't on the list or they don't agree with the album but they're not mm. heated in a uh, you're wrong, I'm going to unfollow you kind of way. It's just like, yeah. well, I'm a bit tight. Like, how would you put this on your list? And then you explain <laughs> it and then they go, oh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. And I'm like, I can <laughs> see where you're coming from. And yeah. we just go about our day. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's it's funny how music just riles people up like that, eh?
0: Yeah, it really is fascinating. I, I, I bet like 80% of those people that, that shouted the word payola didn't even know where the fucking word comes from. Oh, don't like know what like the original Payola. That I don't I don't I bet they don't even they didn't even know what is what that's about. Like the OG Payola. Like I I, I, I guarantee no you, I bet they didn't even know what the fuck it is. They just they just heard Cardi say it uh, uh Cardi. They Nikki. heard uh, Nikki say it and they were just like Payola, payola, payola like Do you know what payola is Paola is though? Like not yeah, Nikki said it.
1: That's what it is. I'm like, Yeah, uh, Nikki said it. Yeah, whatever that is. So I don't know
0: what it is, but pay is in it, and I'm I'm assuming it's money. So yeah, I wouldn't be such relying on Nikki Minaj to
1: define your terms. Like you know, this, people that's reach. the most big accurate reach. Of sources. Yeah, I bet people are big reaching on that. But anyway, well, anyway, my my tiny little lighter note is that my uplift is I'm coming to London next year. Oi oh, yo, when? Yeah, when? Let me let note down on the calendar. It looks like it'll be September at this point. Oh, that's, t- bruh, that's ages away. I know, I know. I thought you meant like, like January or February or September. Nah, fucking nah, hell, bro. I don't you know what we am doing then. Out. You got to plan Well, you better be in fucking London, bro. Or wherever you are, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm pulling up. I'm pulling yeah. up. Because we're going to do a live uh, podcast. That'd be so epic, man. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely doing that. No doubt. No
0: doubt. I don't care what day it is. Yeah, we're recording that. I don't care if it's nah, like the day after epic. dropping the, the previous
1: episode. We're dropping... Yeah, we're doing saying. I'll doesn't matter, man. We'll be on it. We'll be on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super keen, man. Really excited. Can't wait what are you coming, to what are you coming get down for? there. Just to get there, man. I haven't been there in so long. I haven't been there in, like, 10 years. Um, and I want to go. I, it's the one place on Earth I want to really go. So I'm going to spend maybe a week or 10 days there and just fucking live in London for a little while and just enjoy it.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, typical Gen Xer, allowed to travel to London just because. <laughs>
1: just because he feels like it just
0: because i feel like it i want to broaden my horizons meanwhile i traveled abroad in like 10 fucking years
1: (laughs) hey neither have i man i spent three days in new New zealand last year (laughs) outside of that man i fucking not been i've not been over a proper Uh, sea in a really long time but i'm super keen i saved up for it i'm ready to rock man i'm gonna it's gonna be fun i hope that we uh get to hang out and spend some time yeah, man. I'll
0: look out. I'll try and I'll try and look out for a show for us to go to. Like yeah, that. that'd be epic. That'd be fucking yeah, epic. Us, I'll find us a show for, for a show for us to to tune into. But anyway, oh, that's that's, right. that's kind of that's kind of yeah, that is a lighter. That's generally lighter that, d- compared to my others. <laughs> compared to I mean, it wasn't even it, tr- trust me when I was on the phone. Um, shout out to Caroline when I was on the phone to her. It was funny. It was. I was laughing at how much piss take there was going on last night, but yeah, I I didn't mean to say it, it wasn't it's not depressing. It's just annoying. <laughs> but um you know, but good light though, no, good light though, no. you 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 did you you upholded the actual point of the actual concept
1: <laughs> which we rarely we should, do. <laughs> we struggled on but this set up, man but Be- behind the scenes my recording <laughs> says two hours right now. Behind so. the scenes is a piss take. <laughs> Yeah, it's bro, show, our, our
0: Wi-Fi dipped collectively like three times. Like, it's absolutely, it's a piss take. Uh, this was a it's... struggle show, but it's going to come out clean for you guys. Do not sweat. It's yeah, going to come great. out It'll super clean. Don't worry about that. Anyway, we literally right, recorded man. for two hours. That's how bad it's been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> This has been a super struggle. This is the, probably the worst, the worst like struggle episode we've had uh, of digging Definitely. digits technically. But we've gone Definitely. through it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, I've been well. Charlie
1: Taylor of The Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers.
0: We hope you enjoyed. We have hope you had a... hope you have. A, we hope you have a good week. God, I can't... Come on. I can't fuck up the outro as well as everything else. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you have a great week. We will always, always try to do the same. But until the next time, let's continue next week. Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.
1: All right, Peace. <laughs>
0: Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show, pizza and video games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Chilhoop Records for the ability to use. Socials for development, Hip Hop by Numbers, Bonus Points and Chilhoop Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been the Fifth Podcast Network and Hip Hop by Numbers Collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.